Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is October 8th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing okay. I, uh, I'm i worn out. It's been a long couple weeks. I, I honestly don't remember the last time I didn't wake up at least an hour before sunrise and it started to take a toll. The RV was just the tip of the iceberg, the start of the stretch on the on the road and up early and all that. Yeah, actually, right. I could tie it back. I got a couple of days at home after the RV, but yeah. not much, not enough. And a couple early warnings those days. It's supposed to be when you know the golf media rests, but the season just never ends. There's always work to be done. Drone videos, courses, places to be, things to shoot. Uh, so you're worse for the wear out on the road, road weary. Um, so this is going to be a Friday summer hours. We've got a flashback. We're going to do a little mailbag. I asked a friend of the program, Eamon Lynch, I was just toying with him before we started recording, if he wanted to come on and talk about anything, trying to help him out, increase his profile, his brand awareness. He told me to fuck off. So, uh, you know, it's just (laughs) going to be a freewheeling Friday episode. I don't feel like talking about Las Vegas, Shriners. Flashback, we'll touch on that. Sun Kane leads. He shot a 61, whether it was, you know, with the aid of some, you know, unscrupulous drops or or not i cannot say but he shot a 61 john rom is right back in it uh shot a 63 in uh, the spanish open ross mcgowan remember that guy just like scraping it around the italian open uh yeah. looks like he's like like he's like 38 looks like he's 68 just weathered from packs of cigarettes and things like that he leads at 10 under uh on spain and at mountain ridge which was actually a delightful Friday, or I should say Thursday afternoon watch, Jin Young Ko right back at it again after the close loss in New Jersey last week, shoots an 8-under 63. Those are your first-round updates. I know everybody's clamoring for those here on Thursday night. Um, what did, did I call it? What did I call it? Mountain Ridge? I don't know. Whatever I said. But yeah, it was uh, that was a good afternoon watch. They're, they're suspended late. I guess there's an airport issue going on there. It's just airplanes really? buzzing in and out really loud. Someone who was on the ground, I think Noam uh, Itzak, who was on the ground today, said they're going to be backing off their ball all the time on uh, on Sunday, the leaders. Because it's not like a persistent noise. It's like they're coming in hot and taking off quickly. So uh, airport impacts at, uh, at the LPGA this week. Um, all right. What, do we have any mailbag questions here? For yeah, Friday we got mailbag? so many. We got so many. It's 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 insane. a new device that no one's ever done. Little mailbag. Uh, yeah. You want me Who's to? Who's got questions? Uh, what is your favorite chain restaurant? This is a- Andy At Garms. What is your favorite chain restaurant when crisscrossing Middle America, creating golf content? Well, so this is a good question because most people are going to throw in a bunch of like fast casual places that aren't in Middle America. In middle America, you have like your choice of 
of the core chains. Like, you know, you might Apple get lucky. Is. As I've entered into my mid-30s here, I've, I've realized that I need to be a little bit more careful about my, my diet on the road. You know, I can't uh-huh, just sure. eat whatever I want anymore and feel good. So, you know, like Panera is always a nice thing to get when you find Are those one. in middle America? Yeah, those those I find. I do find those. But, you okay. know, like in a pinch, I'm a big fan of Taco Bell. I get the um I get the grilled chicken I get the chicken burritos and I ask them to put them on the grill. And they have to grill them. So it's kind of like a special order that I get the hot sauce. And that I like that. That's a good a good easy meal, quick. The one thing that's not good about it is if you can't just like eat it while you drive. Do you remember? What about you? Did I? Uh, this is you're talking about the chain restaurant in the middle of America. Did I? I think this happened in the RV. Did I ask if there was a cava in Sheboygan? And yes. You looked at me yeah. as if and I was suggesting there was like a Mackenzie on the moon or something. You looked at me. Are you asking there if you think there's a cava in Sheboygan? I think. Did I do that? Was that yes, the restaurant? Yes, you did. What it was. Okay. We were. Right. It was like nine p.m. <laughs> and you're like, I want something healthy, and I'm like, we're in Sheboygan. There is nothing healthy here. This is, you know, we're not going to be able to get. And you go, isn't there like a cava or something? And I'm like, I. It was the most perplexed. I've ever been at a question. Sheboygan, you think Sheboygan, Wisconsin's going to have a cava? I just saw one. There's one right outside my hotel here. I might go get it because of your uh, your commentary yeah, you about go. it. There you go. All right, next chain. I don't. I don't have a go-to. I don't know that I have a favorite chain restaurant. Nothing. Nothing. I don't go to many, and I don't crisscross Middle America as much as you. Uh, I would love to go to a local dive bar every time. Just a, a complete dive before I go to a chain. Um, all right. You know, the it's thing about over- it, the thing about ride. eating on the road that sucks, like sometimes you don't, you want something like, but at the other time, like you just want something fast. Like I have, you have such long days. It's just like, you just want something and then you want to go sit back in your room and not talk to anybody if you've been around people. I'm kind of in that yeah. kind of mood tonight. You yeah, know? absolutely. You don't want to deal with people, you know, trying to make small chat with you at all. Like, at you all. don't want to go sit at a bar. You don't want to sit at a restaurant and have to have a waiter come by. And then you're the, the dude that's just sitting by themselves at a, at a restaurant. <laughs> like, there's, you there's, there's the Mary Ann's. You're nearby well, my, you, you're Brookline, right? Go to BC. Mary Ann's, although you're a little old for that. You might look like a creep. You know, I'm like right next to Fenway. There's all these. Apparently, this hotel, the restaurant's supposed to be really good, but I don't want to sit there. I don't want to sit by myself at a restaurant. So I'm probably going to go get some chain, fast casual hip chain instead, like Kava. There you go. There you go. I need to get back up there. This is from the oil man. Mike Hennessy is sushi overrated. Wife brought it home for dinner. I ate plenty, but I'm left very unsatisfied. I got to say, I'm like extremely rare sushi i just never i just don't do it that often i don't know why it's like a blind spot not that i have an aversion to it i just i just have found myself in minimal situations eating sushi so i don't have a strong opinion on it i thoroughly enjoy sushi but my wife wife detests it detests it just cannot stand it 
And like, honestly, since I started dating her, I think I've gotten it like one time in the last seven yeah. years because yeah. it's just off. It's off the and, and now it's out of sight, out of mind. I don't even think about it anymore because it's not even an option anymore. You know, like right. the majority of the times that I'm eating, it's not on the table. Right. And I'm not getting sushi uh, in middle America. <laughs> uh, this is from Reed Cooksey. What's the most money you've ever bet on sports? And follow up, does Brendan bet on youth soccer? I do not. I do not bet on youth soccer as far as I know. Though my dad was here last week and he was talking about how they would, there was like guys would be betting like $500 on our youth football games growing up, which I had no recollection of. Not him personally, but there was like big money on you know fifth sixth seventh eighth grade football uh i don't know what the most money i've ever been on these on any sports are probably not a lot probably less than 500 dollars. i would say nothing crazy and it was probably a long time ago have you ever put any massive wager on something well this is a news flash i don't have a lot of money so my my sum of money a lot of money that i've bet on sports is not a lot so i think i bet like one time like 200 bucks on a game that I felt really good about, and, and the game went the other way. There you go. Papa Roche, if you're only wearing socks, are you technically naked? <laughs> I like this question. I think I, I think you like it. I feel like naked, uh, I guess technically, I don't think you are fully naked, but you are naked. Like, if, if 90 plus percent of your body is, is exposed, <laughs> you're naked. I think you're naked if you have no underwear on. Like you're naked if you're <laughs> if you're shirtless with there. no no underwear. Yeah, no even it's... shirt. I think shirt even shirt. If you have no underwear on, you're naked. I think that's the ruling. I'm sorry. Even if you have a shirt on, um, but I do like that question too. Think it's, like it's pondering the big things. Uh, Chris Roselle from the Gap tournament. You would have most like to have attended that took place before you were born oh that's 1983 for me what are you like 1986 or something like that 86 yeah um i don't know i think i would Uh, like to go to the trevino's first u.s open win see the see him gabbing down the fairways you know that'd be pretty fun that'd be pretty fun um what was it? the see see Lee's fleas as they were described by see yeah. see all the see all the like high class um, um, uh, golf fans like so you know indignant about Trevino at the time. Yep, yep. I think like Nicholas de Palmer at Oakmont would be fun. You know, people yelling at Fat Jack, people like really getting nasty at him, calling him Whale Boy. Apparently, <laughs> they would shout Whale Boy at him. <laughs> Uh, that would be interesting to see, like the young up and comer. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, There's so many Tyler, questions. I can't even. How keep did track this happen? This exploded. Tyler Wyant. Uh, you get an event. You get a six-event fall series for some gava money, but can only keep three U.S. events on the roster. How are you setting up? Any international venues you want included? I think we'll probably. I mean. Um, Fall events, six fall events. First Anderson. off, first off, I'm. These events are not going to be a hundred and forty person fields because I don't want to deal yeah. with the weather delays. 
They aren't going to be stroke play. None of them will be stroke play. They'll all yep. be match play in different formats. Um, I'll have them at, at wonderful golf courses that would be beautiful to see in the fall. I'd have one on Long Island, you know, maybe, uh, I, you know, maybe no fans, no fans at any of them, just purely a That's television true. product. That's true. I think you would probably want something in Australia in December. Yes. I mean, if you're going international, I think that's what people want. What about France? More Fontaine. You know, if if we're just pulling things out of the sky, Royal (laughs) Melbourne, More Fontaine, and... um, Somewhere in the Heath. Jockey jockey Club in Argentina. Southern Hemisphere spot. So you could do do November there. And then... uh, That's fair. And then, okay, so it's fall. Go ahead. Long Island, uh, Chicago, and Boston. Three cities that, that the, uh, three, three places Thurston. that the so PGA Tour somehow doesn't go to. That are Thurston for uh, PGA Tour golf. By the way, we had an alternate nickname suggested for Justin Thomas. Thomas, this is from a very prominent golf media member, probably wants to remain nameless. Thomas the Thirst Engine, <laughs> as opposed to Thomas the Tank Engine. Thomas the Thirst Dungeon just keeps on chugging. Um, we have Jeff Shackelford asking us to address this, please. Apparently there was a tweet 15 minutes ago from Golf Channel about the movement in the Comcast business to our top 10. <laughs> what possible movement that could be? You, that was a poor-timed sip of water by you there as I talked about the Comcast. I, I mean, I don't know what to address. Who moved? Max Homa's first, it still looks like. Um, Alex Kaufman, are we closer to a Bears Super Bowl victory or Ricky Tour Live major victory? Oh, man, that's a good question. There's more majors, more majors. It's got to be Ricky. <laughs> Super Bowl I feel like, hard. I just, I, I feel like the Bears are so far away from a Super Bowl. I would want to say Bears because I just don't, I don't foresee Ricky winning a major. But maybe it's Ricky. I mean, I think it is. I think it is. It's definitely we're definitely closer. There's more of a chance. The, I mean, right. the Bears' right. offensive line with the Bears' offensive line, there's zero chance. Right. What are the four majors of the KFT schedule? What a ridiculous question. I don't like. I don't mind it though. I mean, sadly, Abaco or whatever it is is gone now. I think or Eczema. Eczema is gone. I would put the Greenville tournament. That's no. Very come popular. on. No, you're. <laughs> The pro am you can't have a pro am in there. Victoria you National, have H- Holston Hills. Kicker. What about Holston okay. Hills? That should be in. I it. mean, these things come and go every year. Like Holston Hills, didn't that just get added this year? Um, TPC okay. Stonebrae. TPC. What about TPC Colorado, the seven hundred yard par five? Aaron Lakes or whatever. Aaron Air Fox. Capital because of the trophy, the propeller. I knew you were going to say that. What about the one at Texas Rangers? (laughs) Because it's, you know, it's associated with the MLB team. (laughs) We can throw that in there. I think think we'll get, we'll we'll ask a guest in the future about that. We'll get a good answer. Yeah. The four majors. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, God, this is too many questions. First, lo- first locale to get another regular tour stop, Greater Chicago or the DMV? I think Chicago. 
you know i i think like dc has you know pga stuff coming not that chicago i mean i don't know does chicago have anything on the radar any men's majors no this is the thing the dmv is closer to having regular tour stop yeah yeah um we know a lot about foods that Brendan doesn't like that many others do. Bananas or tis- what? What's a food that Brendan does like that many others hate? I'm guessing candy corn. Oh, no. Candy corn's awful. We've talked about this at, at great length. Oh, it's so terrible. awful. I saw it's a so jar of, <laughs> jar of it. Somebody offered me some candy corn today. It was a jar. And I just, like, I kind of, like, was uh, grossed out by even the fact that they offered a jar of candy corn to me. I don't know what I like that many others hate. I don't know. I put jalapeno peppers on everything. I don't think a lot of people hate that. Nobody in my house likes them but me. Um, do you consider that golf needs an off season, which this pretty much is until around the end of January, other than the other than the European Tour culmination in November? Do you consider that golf? Do does golf need an off season? Yes. Right. Yes. I think that's the question. Bottom yeah. five tournaments on each tour every year. We can't do. Oh, bottom, bottom. I, I'm just gonna do the tour because I got the schedule PGA handy. Tour. All right, bottom five RSM. tournaments. RSM should not exist. You just. What about the Bermuda? Bermuda's gotta be number one. Well, it's an international stop. What's wrong with that? We gotta get out there, grow the game in other locales beyond the border. WGC Swamp Ass is in my top five worst. All right. All right. I'm going to put also... Uh, I hate to do this to the fine folks of, of Minneapolis, but I'm going to put the 3M at TPC Sod Farm in that, in that list. The Nelson might sadly be in there. I mean, that yeah. whole stretch between the Masters and the PGA is bad. You get like a Zurich in there. Everything in that... that yeah, everything from the Masters to the, to the FedEx playoffs. Cup. Yeah, it's bad. All the way through it till the tour yeah. the tour championships in my five worst. Yeah. Got to be. It's not actually a tournament, it's a net tournament. So that that actually is number 1. The tour championship <laughs> is number 1 because it's not an actual golf tournament. There were a lot of snoozers this last year in my opinion. Um, we haven't listed five, but I think we've got we've done enough. Would you rather attend the Shriners in Vegas or Zurich in New Orleans? Zurich in New Orleans. Better food, better city. I wouldn't go to the golf tournament at all. (laughs) Right. right. At either of them. Yes. Uh, Who's the better cook out of you two? We don't need to debate that. I think. Who do you think? I think it's probably me. We've never, neither of us have ever cooked a meal for the other outside of like something really shitty in in a week of a major tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I I, I don't think we can answer. Apples this summer. Must try. You have any, are you you into pink lady apples? Do you, uh, they're fine. They're no honey crisp. I'm a honey crisp only. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) What, uh, do you know, do you even know who Poku is? Deep Fried Egg wants to talk about Poku. No. What's that? Oh, you, is that you the ever guy seen for the Poku? Thunder? <laughs> yeah. No, who is that? 
Yeah. Poku is amazing. They drafted he's this yeah. European guy. He's very he's thin, like right? Se- seven feet, 185 pounds. And he and he thinks he's like I mean he just he pulls up, he dribbles, he goes one on what what he just isolates and does shit, doesn't pass the ball. He could be really good. Nobody knows if he's good or if he just is really bad. He's just super skinny. It's he's amazing. You gotta watch. It makes worth him. And uh, who's the guy that that's really good that came out of nowhere? The guard. God, I'm Dort. In a moment. Dort. Lou the Dort. Dort guy. Yeah, Lou Dort. Dort. Right. And SGA, they're a fun team. I the po- Poku. I I love Poku. I I could watch. I like seek out Poku highlights. I'd like yeah. to see Poku and Bull Bull play one on one. This one's right for you, Clay Hanna. What's the best public course value in Southern Chicago, Lynn, Northwest Indiana, Southwest Michigan area? Seems like there's a lot value. All best right, public all course right. Value. Best value. You you're right in the the Langford Moreau Trail territory right there. So you, Kankakee Elks is is if you count that the best value by far. Um, in Southwest Indiana, in Laporte, the front nine at Legacy Hills is awesome, Southwest untouched. Michigan. Northwest. It's Indiana. in Northwest Indiana. Okay. All right. All right. Got um, it. it's like an awesome nine holes of untouched uh, Langford Moreau. So that would be my uh, my other one that I would recommend. Okay. Southwest Michigan wasteland of public golf. Nothing. Nothing good. And Journeyman Distillery, the putting course. That's. That's awesome. That's in Southwest Michigan. Go, go to the putting green. There you go. Um, do you actually play better golf? This is from Sam Bishusen. Do you actually play better golf when you walk, or is that just something people who walk say? Uh, I don't know if you play better golf. I think it's more enjoyable. I'm not trying to be hipster about it. I don't know if you always play better. Depends on how I think you, you play. Are. I think you play better the way you play more. I walk, sure. so when I get in a cart, sometimes I just like I just my flow's all messed up. Yeah, yeah I'm not off. like when you walk. I feel like you get more time to just kind of like you feel you're more aware of what's going on around you, and I think it makes you hit better golf shots. That's my personal opinion. Now, like it can also lead to fatigue, which can cause you to play worse golf. That's what. I, yeah. Hey, do you, I think I'm going to make a, le, a legit holiday gift guide this year. Like things you actually like, things you would. I, I think I'm going to actually attempt to make a real holiday gift guide. There's only we, one I've rule: made, you can't have been comp the thing. Whatever yeah, I know. Because then you're compromised. Even if you like it, even if it was free, and you think it's a great product and it's good, it might take some things off the table. Can't, it has to be an ethically pure, ethically clean gift guide. We do I might that? do it. I might do All it. Right. I might Go do a real it. one. All right. Let's do like one or two more, and then we got to wrap this up. Because it made Steve me think Camino. of push carts. Is it just me or others thinking? What about them? You want to recommend one? I think like if that's a that's guide? a great gift for somebody. That's a golfer. Yeah. A good yeah. push cart. Is it like just, one of those click gears? Is it, those are awesome push carts. Those are the best push carts. Oh, there we go. Sponsored by Click Gear here. Is, is it just me or others thinking? We're not sponsored, to be clear. 
It's free, free. Is it just me or others thinking, wake me when we get to the West Coast? I normally enjoy the fall season, especially watching the new guys. So far, I can't find the motivation. Steve, why do you think we're doing this dopey-ass mailbag, rambling mailbag? I just, I, I think, like, there's some good Euro Tour opportunities. Dunhill is nice, but I just, uh, you know, the Super Season took a lot out of people. The players, the tour, the commissioner, the everybody. Everybody was got wiped out. I think, like, people are fatigued for this fall series more than usual, even. Let me tell you uh, something. The tour you takes a lot. To get to you... The tour takes a lot out of a lot of people, all the time, every day. Yep. Yep. Um, if you Best, guys became Richard, spot, Richard, this is car for the course. Go ahead. No. Uh, okay. Dick Colton says, "Best fairway wood you've ever played," and that's without a doubt the Sonar Tech SSO3, and that's the greatest fairway wood same. ever made. Vince India is gaming one right now. It was made in the early 2000s and is still in the bag of a, a Corn Ferry Tour player. I had an Orlemar tri-metal that just nuked the hell out of the ball. Oh, those were great. I want to say it was like, say it was like 18 degrees or something. 17 degrees. 17 degrees. 17, I think. It would just come out like a was, rocket. Yeah. That thing that was, was so hot. As a piece of advice, if you ever meet Nathaniel Crosby, don't bring up Orlemar Trimetal. It's just it's something that I can tell tell people. The two-time Walker Cup captain, do not ask him about it unless you've got like a good hour of time to kill. Um, uh, car for the course, if you guys became the title sponsor for a tournament, what demand stipulations would you have for the event? CT testing? Twice around, every round. We were title sponsor. Drug no, testing. No, play the ball as it lies. I actually. No here's one of the things. Here's no one of the things. Stands, that, no fans. <laughs> All right. The um the tour like puts the same spec sand in in all the bunkers and the same amount of sand like in order to have Wait. basically yes what? yes. This is, this is a huge deal. They like they at like go and get they the, drop in on. All, like I want to say, the vast majority at the very vast majority. So at my venue, if I was, I'd I'd pay whatever it costs if I could afford to have me be allowed to do the bunkers, and the bunkers would be all different amounts of sand. There'd be no rakes <laughs> anywhere, and it would it would we would make the bunkers like you know like when. When Jack put the furrowed rakes in, you know, and and they had to, uh, everybody had to avoid the bunkers. Carl Pedersen played differently because of them. We would do the same thing. No rakes, and they'd be all different types of sand, like amounts of sand. Some would be hard pan. Others would be fluffy, filled with it. Inconsistent bunkers, real hazards. That's so pathetic. So, like, it's just like... The tour is pathetic. Every bunker, unless you end up in the worst spot, like it's it's a reward so much. God, that's terrible. These guys they play the, the same speed greens, it. same speed greens. Like it's what Rory said. Rory said like the the tour sets it up so we don't have to do any work all week. It's like you just show up and and play. It's the same conditions week in week Rory's out. Committing to the CJ Cup or something, which is terrible. He needs to go away. Um, last one, Booker knows. 
Who should be the college game day guest picker for your alma maters? Uh, my college, uh, we've had it twice. I think Chris O'Donnell was one. Mark Herzlick was another. I don't know who would be a good one. Bill Romanowski, just foaming at the mouth, shouting things into a microphone, might be a good guest picker. Um, I don't know. Who do you have a good Illini guy? Steve Stricker? He would just be full of, uh, you know. No, he brought the Ryder Cup to, the, to Wisconsin. Did you see that? He brought it to Camp Randall. No. Madison? He, oh, yeah. God. He's like, oh, bring in the Ryder. Like, we, you went to Illinois. They should have Thomas Peters. He would no. be a good guest picker. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. He would be so disinterested in, in the whole yes. ceremony of that, which might make him make him make it great. Right. You know. Right. Maybe uh maybe Darren Darren Williams. Yeah. I don't know. Darren I was expecting I, Darren to show up in that insurance fraud thing that came out today. But he, he you know, not, his it, name was not involved. It would be great if uh, the Shad Khan, you know, he's a line I, the owner of the Jaguars, oh. came on and talked about Urban. That's right. Hugh Hefner yeah, he was a was a line I. I think he only went for like one year. Guy's not is really a good guy, us? though. He's not still. <laughs> is he dead? Is he still with us? I don't know if he is. Let's see, sorry to you if we've just prematurely. I don't. I know. think he's dead. I think he was. Yeah. Fairly <laughs> so certain he's dead. All right, let's do a Precision Pro Flashback Friday, real quick one. On the occasion of the Shriners, I was going to do Sevy's last European Tour win, so Rom has a chance to match Sevy as the three-time <laughs> what if, winner. What about Stephen Bardo? Life. What about Stephen Bardo? As a Your guy. <laughs> He's terrible. Come, you went to Illinois? Yeah. He was on the flying line. I mean... He's not... Yeah. Wasn't he already on ESPN? They got rid of him, right? Um, okay. I don't want to do a drive-by <laughs> Good old innocent Stephen Bardo. Stephen Bardo. Last last winter, you sent me a clip of him his announcing. I forgot this. I just remember it. It was you did a drive by it then. All right, Uh, Precision Pro Flashback Friday. Let's do it. There's. I was looking at Seve's last European Tour win, 1995. It's because Rom has a chance to match him three times. Spanish Open winner, uh, three in a row actually for Rob. But I'm gonna save that for Biostero Spotlight. I mean, because a okay. lot of it has to do with his last win. He just fell off a cliff. It was like he went to Monte Carlo after that and just like was done, basically done. Um, and only stayed around the game because he had played the uh, Ryder Cup at uh, Oak Hill later that year. But so I went with the three-time winner in Las Vegas, Jim Furyk. Which the Desert Fox, Marty Laird, has a chance. He's the only other multiple-time winner in Las Vegas. Has a chance to win his third event in Vegas this week. Go back-to-back. Furyk is the only other multiple winner. He did it not just twice, but three times. He won his third one in 1999. This is brought to you by Precision Pro. They are the range finder of the shotgun start. They are, um, they've been a great partner of ours. We are looking to continue this into next year and long into the future. Um, they, you know, 
Let's be honest. We we had you know uh, multiple rangefinder companies come to us at right the same time, and we loved talking to these guys. They were great guys. They've been huge supporters of us. Uh, like really, really, really good people. Good people to work with. Uh, they make a good product. I used my NX9 slope all Monday at a, at an outing. Uh, no issues. Great, great, uh, great feedback. Great yardages. Had to, you just had the slope on adjusted. It, it was super helpful. Uh, it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. It works, works well. Uh, I think that's all you want. They have the perfect customer service, lifetime vat- battery replacement, and really good people to support. So the URL is uh, precisionprogolf.com. Shotgun 20 gets you $20 off the NX9 slope, which I would uh, recommend. You have the R1 as well. I think they're out of stock, though, on those. So I would get you an NX9 slope. Stick to the basics right now. Could be a good gift coming up, you know? Starting Could to become be, gifting. It can't be on my holiday gift guide then. Yeah, because it's a sponsor. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's going to be a hard, hard workaround. Might be impossible to do a gift guide that's ethically pure. Um, so that's that's our uh, sponsor for Flashback Friday. They've done it all year, and we're hoping to do more with them in the future. All right, Furick. So he wins his third Las Vegas Invitational, nineteen ninety nine. Then it was a five-day, 90-hole event across three courses, just in October, just like totally unnecessary. It was a pro-am, like, you know, every course was toothless, like 30 under would win. So he wins his third, uh, third Las Vegas Invitational, second in a row in 99. This is an Alan Shipnuck write-up. Jim Furyk is not a Vegas kind of guy. The dice and the vice, the bright lights and the long nights. Furyk can do without all of that. Quote, I'd rather sit in my room and watch TV. Kind of like you out on the road right now, Andy. You don't want to deal with people. Uh, not surprisingly, Furyk avoids the casinos like a case of the yips. In 1994, his sophomore season, he came to the Las Vegas Invitational, won his first tour event. No doubt, because he got more rest than week, that week than any other player. He celebrated the how victory do, how by going How can you say that? How, can, how, how do you know he got more rest than any other player? That's true. I think he's, you know... Yeah, this is is Um, actually like becoming one of my pet peeves. Oh, this guy works harder than anybody else out there. How how do you possibly know that? It was that was the Spieth narrative when Spieth was struggling. Oh, he's working harder than everybody else out there. Really? Really? You can just say he works hard. You can yeah, he's working very hard (laughs) at it. Yeah, yeah, it's impossible to quantify or know that. he, he got more sleep. He got going- more sleep than anybody. Were you in everybody's room? Furyk's aversion to the trappings of Sin City may have something to do with an acute medical condition. He's allergic to excitement. That's a uh, zinger there from uh, zinger there from Shipnock Shippy. Um, she has established a reputation who will grind Shippy. out strong finishes. If rarely victories on tough courses and tough conditions. So he'd already had this reputation uh, of like grinding out strong finishes if rarely victories. This is 1999. You know, we did, you know, the 06 wing foot. We, you know, a lot of years would come where he was close but no cigar. Has a lot of wins. Has a lot of wins, but should have more majors. The Invitational is a sprawling 90-hole tournament played on three shortish desert courses, each rendered defenseless to accommodate the amateurs who play alongside the pros. Tournament is basically a nonstop birdie-a-thon, and Furyk had won it twice when it was considered a fluke, like being dealt back-to-back royal flushes. So they were shocked that this guy, 
who like normally grinds, plays well in like tougher conditions and doesn't win, was winning these like 30 under birdie a thons. This 1999, I think the cut was 11 under. The cut was made at 11 under. There was like a 60 by Tommy Armour the third. Harrison Frazier shot 62. Um, just like a nonstop birdie fest. Um, on Sunday, to win it, he birdied three down the stretch to beat Jonathan K. K-A-Y-E, by a shot. He holed out for birdie from, from well off the green. We're about to talk a lot more about him. That's, this is a flashback, just the reason to talk about K. Uh, he holed out off the green. He uh, drove the green, a 320-yard par 4 15th, two-putted for birdie, and uh, he got up and down on a par 5 16 to win by a shot, 29 under par. S- here's K. Sometimes your best isn't good enough. He said in a tone that was surprisingly world-weary for such a boyish 29-year-old. Then again, Kay has put on some hard miles. Toward the end of a promising rookie year in 1995, he began having problems with his left shoulder and two reconstructive surgeries. And three lost seasons later, he's finally putting his game together. He proved a perfect foil for Furyk. He's one of the most entertaining players in golf. Wild and freewheeling, forever attacking generously listed at 5'11". So, I mean, I don't know what that means. He's 5'9". He is inch for inch one of the tour's biggest hitters. What would you think these biggest hitters is? In 1999, he was 28th in driving distance at 5'9". He came in at what in 1999? 28th in driving distance. What would you guess he was? 288. 280.4. Oh, wow. Yeah, Furyk was like 270, I don't know, something. The key component in Kay's game is passion. (laughs) This is what his girlfriend said. The best thing you can say about him is that when people watch him play, they fall in love with him. The worst thing you can say is that he's a foul-mouthed hooligan. When he's not playing well, the F-bomb gets dropped just a tad too often. That's his girlfriend talking about him, who also caddied for him. Kay's volatile nature... Got him into trouble during the third round of the Pebble Beach Pro-Am that year. Frustrated by the slow response of a rules official and the amateurist behavior of one of the amateurs in his group, he packed it in at the turn without notifying the tournament officials or anyone. He just walked off the course at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He was just annoyed at the pace of play. Led to a $1,000 fine from the tour in exchange of letters with Tim Fincham. Quote, just one of many run-ins, says Kay, with a crooked grin about his relationship with Tim Fincham. I guess he has a soul patch. Um, but he was just, he's like a stud. He, he's like, he couldn't putt, but he would always like hit it so close to the hole that like his putting deficiencies like allowed him to stay on tour. He won twice, won Scottsdale, and won the Buick in Westchester. Um, wow. So, oh, this is another in- interesting nugget. Apparently, there was a, a, a earthquake during this 99 Vegas Invitational. So, uh, like, the casino hotels were swaying. And, and Paul Azinger said he got seasick. John Daly was so spooked that he refused to go back in his hotel room. And he slept on a park bench at ground level after, t- before the tournament. Because he wouldn't go in after the earthquake. Um, a little bit more on Kay. <clears throat> he was back at the... <clears throat> He's. This is a, another SI article. I don't have it. I think it's Josh Elliott. He's a muni bred hothead. So he was like from 
Phoenix proper, not Scottsdale. He loved to like poke fun. Like Phil's not actually like talk shit about Mickelson. All the all the pros who lived in Scottsdale, like they're not actual people from Phoenix. Um, and he goes, "I'm straight out of Phoenix, baby, West Side." This is a Josh Elliott. His oversized drunken monkey jersey is appropriately fly. He's got low slun jeans and uh, is saggy title, or I'm sorry, a skew titleist cap. And he's got a well-groomed soul patch beneath his lower lip. He's got bleached white, uh, I'm sorry, he wears flip-flops all over the place. He looks like a skate rat who has evaded security, not a two-time tour winner. So this is a little later after 1999. Um, his reputation as the tour's renegade was rightly or wrongly cemented what he calls, quote, the incident. Dispute with a security guard. <laughs> this like half his Wikipedia page is about this. this dispute with a security guard over Kay's ID at the 2001 Michelob Championship in Williamsburg. He was suspended for two months and put on probation for a year. This is like the Bryson story we told at Detroit, right? Where he shouted at the security guard. This, this Unbelievable. This was a two-month suspension and probation for a year. Uh, so what was this? So this um, the security guard story, in essence, is that he didn't allow... This was apparently after 9-11. Security had been ramped up. He didn't allow Kay to enter the locker room because he didn't have his PGA ID or money clip. Kay, like, flipped out. Returned, according to the security guard, and came back with the money clip affixed to his zipper, his fly, and showed it to the security guard. And that got him two months probation. Uh, Pop, two months got suspension. There. Didn't start for two months. Yeah, put it in his fly when he returned. Not, not, not very good. Um, so he, he, he left, you know, Pebble. He has his bout with this fight with the security guard in 01 he was booed off the 18th green at pebble beach <laughs> after flipping off the gallery because he'd been heckled after he slammed his putter against the bags then he flipped them off and then he got booed off um it's just like a lot of public stories everybody on tour says said they had a favorite tale about jonathan uh k my other one was i sent his first start back from uh first start back from his two-month suspension he got hit by a wayward shot from a pro-am, like a fairway wood, just beamed him. And they talk about how he went to the ground in a heap, screaming in pain. He goes, they're out to get me. They're all out to get they're me. This is his first start back. First start back from his suspension, he gets beamed. And he was like had a big lump, grapefruit-sized lump he had to play with all week. So that's a little bit on Jonathan Kay, who came up one short of Jim Furyk, the three-time winner of the Las Vegas Invitational. All right. That's your Flashback Friday, Precision Pro, 1999, Las Vegas Invitational. And even a journeyman, almost, on Jonathan K. Anything else for this Friday episode? Uh, Andy? Yeah. Other mailbag questions? We apologize. We did that like two seconds before we signed on. We got 100 million questions, and we couldn't get to everybody. Favorite Argentinian golfer? Andres Romero. Yeah. Apparently, Grumpy Grio is like really always the grumpiest, so it can't be him. Okay, that's it. Everyone, enjoy your weekends. Go Browns. Somebody asked who our favorite podcast sponsor was. That'd be like picking your favorite kid. Yeah, I don't think we can do that. I don't think we can do that. What's up? What's 
What's one that we had that never came back? I don't know. We, we won't go into it. We won't go into that. All right. Somebody wants us to explain um, Piss Bear to us. Well, if you Google Thorbjorn Thorbjorn Olsen and uh, Google Thorbjorn Olsen arrest, and then that his nickname was Thunder Bear, and then put them together, and you get Piss Bear. All right. Everyone, enjoy your weekends. We'll be back with you on uh, Monday.